What's up, everybody? Before we jump into this week's episode, just wanted to take a moment to say that we appreciate each and every listen that we received thus far. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Furthermore, if you guys have any questions about any episode or any topic suggestions or would like to give us a review, feel free to reach out to us at dearsomeyall at gmail.com, just like the name of the podcast. Also, please feel free to follow us on Facebook at Dear Some of Y'all or on Instagram also at Dear Some of Y'all. We appreciate your support and this wouldn't be what it is without you. Yo, yo, yo. How y'all doing today? How you doing, bro? I'm good, sir. It's <laughs> another day that was not promised to us, yet we are here. So you beat your record of uh, living? By oh, waking up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> same every second. But so, how was your week? Busy. School has started, so you know it's been a listen. It has been because normally the first few days, week or so, mm-hmm. is normally chaotic, hectic. Um, this has been that on steroids. Like <laughs> I don't even like once. Today's Thursday We're recording this So After tomorrow So by the time Y'all listening to this It should already be up I'm gonna do a little Video recap Of my first uh, Week Of school As a bus driver Because When I tell you Man listen Just to give you A a quick Preview On the first day uh, Call came over The radio because a parent had called the literal police, 911, because their kid hadn't made it home yet. Because all the buses were running 30 to 45 minutes behind schedule because it's the first day of school. So they were frantically trying to make sure that that driver got the kid to the stop as soon as possible because the parent had called in to inform us that they had alerted the authorities as if we would ever want to kidnap a busload of kids, let alone one kid. Who wants your kids? So, just to give you a little idea of... <laughs> uh, yeah, see, no. Nah, that's, too, that's doing too much. I, I'm, I'm going to let it go today. I'm going to let it go like the song says. Let it go. Let it go. All right. So we got two topics for y'all as per usual. I think y'all going to like these ones. So our first topic is business owners charging your worth and knowing your worth. Our second topic is we'll tell you later. <laughs> that is not the name of the topic That's not the name of the topic But we'll get into it Alright So For the first topic I want to encourage Every business owner Do not be discouraged If somebody turns down your price I do photography And it's multiple times That people be like Hey I really want to shoot with you And they give me their whole entire idea And then They be like Oh how much does it cost? And I tell them, and I've gotten one of three responses. My most common one is, okay, I'll get back to you. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, uh, most times I'll be like, well, they, they probably not going to get back to me, whatever. 
The second response is actually kind of funny. It's like, okay, I'll get back to you. Two weeks later, they done did the whole entire thing with somebody else. And I'm like, oh, you just never got back to me. My last one is probably the one that makes me chuckle, like, really deep down, that real big belly laugh, is when people be like, oh, no, you're too expensive. I'd be like, okay. And I just keep it pushing. I don't hold it against them. Hey, I might be too expensive for some people, but not to sound cocky, but if you see my work, rightfully so. I don't, that, that those pictures don't take, like, five minutes to do. I can't get a filter and be like, boom, perfect. So... You're char- uh, like for business owners, you're charging what you are doing. You're charging for your expertise and whatever it is, whether it's photography, being a coach, like work, like giving somebody a workout schedule, or like anything. If you're a business owner, you should charge your worth wherever you're, whatever you're, what level you're on, everything. This is coming from somebody that has been discouraged for people turning away from my prices and I was reluctant to raise my prices because I was like, I got turned away from these prices. And then after a while, I was like, look, no, this is, this is, this is my art. This is, this is what I do for a living. This is how I make my money. This is how I feed my kids. So if you don't like the price, I'm not going to get mad at you. I actually refer to you somebody that's cheaper because then I, then whoever going to pay that price is going to pay that price. That's just how I feel. That's good. That's good. As you see, I'm just kind of chilling, listening, because, you know, you you are an actual entrepreneur. <laughs> I am working to become an actual entrepreneur. So this is actually helping me more than you know by us discussing this together. So, I have some questions for you. I know you didn't know this was coming, but No, that's we, fine. I love questions. Since we're talking about it, uh, <clears throat> how do you handle when there's an attempt to haggle over price? Is it just a flat line of no, this is my price and either get with it or get gone or is it situation dependent, not your prices, but I'm just saying like is it does it matter what the approach is for that will determine whether or not you'll try to work with somebody or try to offer a different package or something? So in, so in, in reality, it's, I, I have my set prices, but I have had people that come in and try to change my prices based off of their own budget. Because with every like consultation that I do, I ask somebody realistically, "Yo, what's your budget?" They're like, "Hey, I want to do a photo shoot," and they give me this like la- like this like this huge stuff for what they want to do. I'm like, "What is your budget?" And then something, and I've had people give me their budget, and then I have different packages that fits a lot of budgets um, on purpose because I believe everybody should have pictures that last forever. So, um. Uh, they might be hearing this, but I'm not going to say the person's name. So it, was, it wasn't even recent. It was a couple years ago or about a year ago now. Um, I was doing a family photo shoot session. And it was, already, it was a discounted price. So it was like $125, $150. I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm doing a family photo shoot discount mini session for $125. Had a whole bunch of people sign up. People was doing it. And then this one person was like, I would love to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, awesome. They was like, do you do military discounts? And I was like, no. And why not? You're a vet. This, this, what? Okay, that's fine. I know I am a vet, but also I'm a business owner. You, you can gouge me in if, if that even, is that even a word, gouge? Yes. Yeah, okay. You, you can hound me about anything saying about my prices, but... If it's my price, either you can pay it or leave. And I wouldn't say it directly like that unless the person came at me rudely. But for me, my prices are set prices. And yes, each price sometimes depends on the situation. So like if I'm having a wedding 
And the package that I have covers six hours, but it's this set price. And that person says, I don't really, I want that package, but I don't need you for six hours. I want most, I want that whole entire package, but I only actually need you for two and a half. So I'll create something that fits their um, budget if it's not like something crazy. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to explain it without throwing numbers out there. Well, no, we don't have to throw no, no numbers No, 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 not like that, but like, um, I mean, I could throw a number out there. I'm just throw some random, like, huge number out there that, yeah. So, like, let's say a photo shoot that I'm doing for somebody is $10,000, right? But their budget is 7000 And I'm like, all right, well, let's see how we can get to that $7,000 budget. And, like, let's say in the $10,000 budget you get 75 pictures. And um, they was like, well, I really don't need 75. All right, cool. Well, let's say in the 10,000 budget, you also get seven outfits. And it's like, well, I only need five. All right, cool. So I'll gauge it based off of how much they need and then be like, all right, so your, your budget is 7,000. I can get it down to 72. Can you work with that? And if they say yes, they say yes. If they say no, can we shave a few more things? I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go down to that price. Because in reality, it's still, I'm still making enough to be satisfied. But... If I'm telling somebody that the budget is five thousand dollars and they say I only have seven hundred, and it's like, but I still want everything that come with that five thousand dollar package for a thousand dollars, I'm gonna be like, well, you can take your thousand dollars and walk on because I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm not gonna cheat myself to make somebody else feel better. That was this week's asinine moment. <laughs> <laughs> $700 for a $5,000 photo shoot. But okay. in retrospect, <clears throat> stuff like that happens a lot for like small businesses and, and black businesses. Because um, <clears throat> one of the things that bothers me the most as being a black business owner of two different separate businesses, which was Choice Destiny Apparel and then Photography, I've had, I've encountered two different um, sides of entrepreneurship for me. I did, I tackled the clothing area and then I also tackled the photography area and I didn't really realize that it was that different until I did them. Because when you go to clothes, you have this super, super high demand for stuff that people don't want to pay for. So, if I, because uh, people was like, hey, I want this, I made, I made a jacket from scratch. She was like, hey, I want that jacket. How much is it going to be? I was like, $350. They was like, oh, I ain't paying that much. Why not? You said you wanted a jacket. Yeah, I know you make them. I wanted you to make me one. It's going to cost you $350. Why? Because I have to go get the stuff to, to, to buy, to buy the, the stuff already costs, I think it was like $75. And then it's like, okay, but I, then I have to buy it in a huge amount, get it to $75. Then actually, no, the material alone for the jacket was like just, just the outer shell of it was 50 And then everything else that went along with it was like, like 35 So it was almost $100. So then after you go there and you get all the materials, it's um, between $85 and $100. Then you have to account for me sitting there and putting the whole piece together and taking three days to make a jacket. That's time and labor. So you're going to pay this $350 or you're just not going to get a jacket. And then when it comes to photography, somebody will see a price and they'll be like, well, what comes out with that? And then I send them, they're like, well, let me see, what, what, what do you do? I'm like, all right, well, you get 25 pictures for this price. They're like, that's it? I can't get more than that? No. Because um, the, the things that you're asking for, especially if it's a studio photo shoot, you're asking for these super deep detailed uh, photos or like edits that take about 30 minutes each. So it's 25 of them. On top of that, I have a daytime job and I have other clients. I have a wife. And two, and two sons. So, um, no, you're not getting more than 25 pictures. And if, people want, if you want more than 25 pictures, you can pay the price for it. Like, just to be real. And I've had people, like, and they don't come at me rude. And I don't come at them rude, but I've had people ask me, hey, like a mini shoot, it was like 15 pictures. They was like, hey, can I get more pictures than that? And I showed them, I said, this is how much it's going to be. Next thing you know, I look at them, next thing you know, they was like, okay, well, what did I send it to? 
cool. That's the type of people that's like those. those it's, so it's different aspects to each like type of person in both of those areas because some people want what they don't want to pay for, <laughs> which is my favorite aspect. Is I want that, but I I, I don't want to pay for it. So I want it, but I want it at a discounted rate. Why do I have to discount a rate when you'll go to J.C. Penney's and pay full price? Or why do I have to discount a rate when you'll go to somebody else and buy a jacket that's $500 and mine looks better, it feels better, and everything, and it's going to last more? It's because I'm a small business. So, uh, one, when we talked about this in uh, production, I had this quote that I put out at the beginning of the year or the end of last year. And it said, charge your worth all 2021 and beyond. Folks will pay for what they want. And you essentially just echoed those sentiments that people will pay for what they want. If they want it, they'll pay for it. Um, I do believe that as entrepreneurs, as business owners, um, whatever you're doing, photography, uh food, coaching, doulas, both of our wives are doulas. Both of them. Uh, you, one, you have to know that you have worth. You have to know that what you bring to the table is an asset. And that some tables are meant for you to bring those assets to. And so you got to let people walk away from your table sometimes because it's more hassle than what it's than what it's worth. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, so one, I think the, the 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 main key, the major key to charging your worth is knowing your worth. Like you have to know that this, I, I put out a quality product, whatever that product is. And so, no, I'm not. I'm willing to be uh, accommodating, but I'm not willing to be taken advantage of. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I guess another thing that has always bothered me or something that I've noticed is some entrepreneurs will be in a set field. What but do you mean when you say set field? Set field is whatever, whatever they're doing. Pretty gotcha. much. So that they'll be in whatever their entrepreneurship is, whatever their business is, but they're not willing to help. So, for instance, like, um, I have, I think, two mentees that I teach photography. One of them is, a, is, a teen, is, is younger. And the other one, they have their own established business, right? They have their business. So for me, I teach them everything that I can. Because I have a, I have, it's, it's, it's kind of a saying, but at the same time, it's maybe, it's more or less how I just think in, in general. Um, if it's God ordained, you still gonna eat. I can give somebody my, I can tell somebody exactly everything I do and show them exactly what I do. And they can edit almost identical to me. But for me, it's like that person does the same thing that I do, and they can charge the exact same amount that I charge. But if God said that I'm going to be successful, and then I'm really not worried about you. Like, that's just how I think. So if you want to know how to do the thing, I'm going to show you how to do the thing. But if you don't ask, I'm not going to tell you, if that makes sense. That does make sense. I'm not going to reach out and be like, hey, I think you need to work on this. I'm going to sit back and be like, that's a dope picture. Because in reality, to me, it's a dope picture. Yes, I see things that needs to be worked on, which also goes back to one thing that we were talking about is backhanded comments. If I have a reservation about a picture that somebody posts, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> like, if it's, if it's a picture and everybody liking it, it's like it's bomb, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, in my head, I'm going to be like, I don't really like the picture. Um, no, n- like it's not to be rude, but it's just not for me. So I'm gonna scroll on past the picture because that's just my honest opinion. 
But if a picture pops up and I do like it, and it's like, I like this picture, but this blah, blah, blah can be fixed. I'm going to go on that person post and be like, yo, this is a dope picture. Not gonna say, I'm not going to say, oh, this is actually good or this, this just needs a little bit of work here. No, if you didn't ask for that, I'm not going to tell you that. If you go on the thing, you be like, hey, I posted this picture. What you guys think? I need feedback. Me personally, I'm probably not going to even write it on that post. I'm going to message you because I don't feel like, because what, what I say might come off wrong to somebody. And then they're going to be like, why are you telling that person that? You, whatever. But that's just how I am. Like, I'm going to teach as much information that I know to anybody that asks. Because I am an information person. I love information. Um, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. Um, to this day, I haven't found one thing that I don't know how to do. And... I and I ain't gonna so. tell y'all what he what he's doing in between us talking and what we he was working on before, when I got here, but he's not <laughs> lying when he says that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just how I am. Like, um, if if I want to know how to do something, like especially like like all of the stuff that I learned how to do in my life, I. Realized how much of an entrepreneur I was before I even realized what an entrepreneur was. I was in high school and I had a business called Royal Design. So I used to make shirts with any cartoon character that you wanted on a shirt, and it used to look good. I was I started that a long time ago. Like I used to have pants, shirts. When we used to go to, like, people used to go out and say, hey, I need you to make me this shirt. I'm like, all right, cool. I was charging, like, $25. Because back then, you can go to Walmart and get an um, a all-white tee or whatever color for, like, $250. Get it for $250, charge them $25. Boom. Had a whole entire business and even and even realized I had one. Right. And then... Because it was called a hustle back then. Exactly. And, well... In the black community, it was. Well, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's a hustle. <laughs> I ain't, I'm going to leave. I'm going to stop there because I go on. But even with that, like, I grew up with a father that was an entrepreneur, and I didn't realize that because my daddy owns, he has, like, I don't even know how many things this man can do. He knows. That's why I learned all of it for. I learned how to fix cars. Um, a lot of people don't know I know how to build a house from scratch. Yeah. Like, I built, like, um, in one of my apartments, I built my whole entire bedroom just because I was bored and I didn't feel like buying one. And I built, and because of the one that I wanted, because I was in, like, a small apartment and I needed storage, so I made a bedframe that was, like, three feet off the ground. And it had, like, a little stool. I had a little stool that I pulled from up under. Like, I could fit, like, these big old tup, Tupperware, like, big old, not Tupperware, but the big old, like, containers under my bed because I didn't have that much space and that's what my shoes was in, Right. So based off of that principle, is, it's like if I need to learn whatever it is, I figure it out. If I don't need to learn it, I'm not going to try to figure it out. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I just know how to build a whole entire engine. I probably could figure it out, but I don't need it because I'm, I'm not that invested. If you guys remember from the first episode, Caleb is not going to work on your car. Oh no, that's dead. He can, <clears throat> but he's not going to. No, because I ain't got nobody. I ain't got time for nobody to come back and talk about you broke my car. I told you I wasn't a mechanic. <laughs> he just knows how to do some stuff. So, um, before we move to the next topic, I wanted to just quickly add this thought. Uh, I think that it's important to um, to reach back and to to teach those that would like to be taught. Uh, provided, of course, you know, they're not taking advantage of of the knowledge. And what I mean by that is just like something that they should pay for. They don't or they try not to. Um, and I think as you do that, it also helps you. <clears throat> excuse me. It helps you become uh, more knowledgeable because there may be things that you notice while teaching someone that you didn't notice when you were doing it. Or you may pick up on something or a different technique or whatever that you're, you think you may be tailoring to whoever you're teaching, but then find out you could also 
use it for yourself. That's true, because um, one of the hardest things for me is realizing that um, I'm a teacher. Oh, you, you, you don't know that? I didn't realize, because it's, it goes back to what I said in another episode. I'm being unapologetically great. I didn't realize that I knew how to teach people how to do stuff until I started teaching people how to do stuff. Like, one of my mentees, um, they was here, and I, ad- I asked them, I was like, hey, uh, did you learn anything while I was doing this whole entire photo shoot? They was like, you don't understand how much I learned. I'm like, really? They was like, everything that you do is a lesson. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. But I didn't realize that because um, it's just how I've been. Like, I'm one of those people that if, some, if, if a client hits me up and they ask me 150 questions, I'm going to answer 106 of them. Because I love when people ask questions because it either, if I don't know it, I'm going to figure it out. Like if somebody say, hey, I want to know how to do, I want this at my photo shoot and this at my photo shoot. I'm going to tell them straight up. I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out by the time of your photo shoot. When is your photo shoot? Oh, in three weeks. All right, cool. Um, hmm, let me hit somebody up or I'm going to take Eli or something and figure out how to do whatever it is. Because that's just my nature. And then I'm going to teach it to somebody else because I'm a big believer in black wealth. And every black person being successful in a positive light, because if I'm the gatekeeper of every, everything that I know, and then somebody comes and asks me, and I'm saying, oh, I have to, you have to figure it out how I figured it out, that's not fair to me. Other people might think differently, but to me, if you told me, hey, Caleb, I want to get into photography, which camera do you think is best? My first question is going to be like, what is your price point? Because I'm not finna tell you, I, I use a Nikon D800. I'm not finna tell you to go get a Nikon D850. That thing is $3,000. Why are you gonna spend $3,000 when you don't know the basics of a camera? Thanks, because I don't know what you just said to me. <laughs> but see, You're speaking a foreign language. But see, that's the same <laughs> principle as like, um, as like teaching something, and that's the same thing as like teaching somebody like what it is. So. When you say like D, if I say D800E, what that is, is a Nikon professional grade camera that has 36 megapixels. Now you know that camera. But then if I say a Nikon D850, that's the newer version of it that has more megapixels and more capabilities for that particular camera. And that camera is considered the top of the line for Nikon. So if I'm telling, and it has so many buttons on it that somebody that doesn't know how to use it will get like confused. I would say something like, oh, you want Nikon? Let's go look at, a beginner or an intermediate camera because a beginner camera is like 350 400 intermediate is like i think it's like a, almost a grand or whatever but you can get a used one i'd be like look let's start here so you can learn the basics of this of of photography and then if you choose to keep going you can just keep you can keep rising above so we maybe not you i'll just speak for me i encounter this often um, this mentality, I should say, because I am a firm believer that there is enough room and enough plates and enough food for everybody to eat and helping, supporting, uh, referring others that are in your same field doesn't have to lessen your plate at all in fact if you build a network and you're willing to 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 work with people then you might encounter that something that you are very good at someone else may not be as good but they because y'all have built a connection you might get referred just on the strength of you wanting to having the mentality that that you can, everybody can eat. I need you to say that louder for the people in the back because <laughs> the truth the truth behind that is, um, a lot of people don't pay attention to that aspect. Is just because I'm giving you the tools, don't mean that the tools that I have goes away. I don't know who came up with that mindset, but if I gave you the tools to be great, my tool, the tools that I gave you to be great, doesn't 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 negate whatever I'm doing because what I'm doing has nothing to do with you. 
And if somebody feels that feels the type of way about it, that's on them. It's just the truth. But like, it's the same principle of when I say we all going. If I'm eating, or if it's God ordained, I'm still going to eat because God didn't say, "Oh, Caleb, teach this person this so I can take it away from you." How, how does that make sense? Make it make sense. God didn't say that. God said, "Like, just like, why why can't I feed you this?" Okay, so since you brought God into it, um, where I was going a second ago with my thought was I encounter this most often in church. Here's what I mean. So uh, I have these conversations with my pastor all the time. Like, I don't understand the mentality of pastors who uh, want to put a cap or a ceiling on the growth of their parishioners specifically those in ministry, so like other preachers or missionaries or whomever. Because to me, if I go somewhere and preach or go somewhere and leading and I'm leading worship and the people enjoy that offering of worship or teaching, whatever, mm-hmm. usually if it's not already been stated, the first thing they're going to ask is whose church does he go to? Meaning, whether you was there or not, whether you, you know, um, introduced me or whatever the case may be, your name still gets brought up because I'm coming from your church. So mm-hmm. when they say, well, whose church do you go to? Oh, that's Chris from Maranatha. That's Pastor uh, Miller. So whether Pastor Miller was in the building or not, guess what? Name, church is out there because they enjoyed my presentation. You didn't have to do no work. That's free publicity. <laughs> you didn't have to do nothing. But you had but you find pastors that are like, no, they don't they don't literally let their people go out other places, preach, sing, whatever, because they want to keep everybody in house. And I'm like, but that doesn't make sense to me because you're reaping all the benefits without having to do any of the work. Okay, I'm off my No, because I, <laughs> no, I, I, I be having those same things. Like, but <clears throat> I can go on days and days about like entrepreneurship and the ins and outs of it. But it really just, for me, it depends on where, where do you see your, whatever, whatever you're doing, where do you see yourself going with it? Like either you're going to be all in or partially in. Like you can do photography or your entrepreneurship part-time or full-time. Or what I like to call it is part full. Meaning I do it part-time because I have another job, but I do it full-time because I put all of my energy into every photo shoot and all of my edits so it can come out the best. So, yes, technically it's part-time, but yes, technically it's full-time because I'm giving it just as much energy as I give everything else I do in life, if that makes sense. All right, so I'm going to stop there because I keep going, and then the whole entire episode is going to be about entrepreneurship. But... Actually, the whole episode is about entrepreneurship. I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the second one. All right. So the second question is, how do I get ahead without feeling overwhelmed? I got something to say. Okay. But can I go first? Oh, I was going to say it after you. You're good. Okay. Because you're the real entrepreneur here. So I want, want the expertise to, to be the final statement. So for me, I think that it's important. And I'm saying for me, because this is one of the areas that I am working through and navigating right now. Mm-hmm. It is important to see my to see my reflection through my eyes mm-hmm. and not through the eyes of other people. And what I mean is, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we start looking around and comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, and we have no idea most of the time what it took for that person to get to where they are or if if they're even legitimately where it looks like they are because some people be out here lying some of y'all be lying i struggle with that a lot 
So I, I try to remind myself often that what I have to offer is valuable to someone. And just because it may not be on the scale of someone else that's doing it, quote unquote, bigger or quote unquote, better. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean my contribution is any less important. So that's how I combat getting overwhelmed. Like, so moment of full transparency. Uh, my life coaching business, mm-hmm. we you know officially launched back in July. Um, I ain't got one client yet. And when I was talking about it and when I was kind of, you know, when I first put it out there that that's... Side note. (laughs) Chris has a um, life coaching... Okay. ...company. Um, (laughs) So if y'all need life coaching, please hit him up. Um, We're going to... I'm going to share that page on my Facebook (laughs) personally. Later this afternoon. So if y'all need a life It's going to be coach, days later by the time they hear this. You do realize that, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's okay. Let me finish making my point. <laughs> what I was trying to say before I was politely interrupted is um, I have been strategic in how I wanted to launch because I knew at the time that I got the business side of it, done so I went and got registered and trademarked and all that I didn't have the time to commit to it the way that it needs to be so I waited till I got done with the school year summertime and I had the availability to take appointments or whatever so like I said we almost three months later (laughs) and I got not one client even though beforehand it was oh I can't wait Yes, I'm going to sign up soon as you're ready. Let me know. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Then, of course, because of algorithms and things like that, so you, you're you on Instagram, and so because I'm a life coach, you, you get other life coaches. Yeah. And you're, you know, and you're seeing that, and I'm like, and if and if I allow myself to, I will, I will feel defeated, and I would feel discouraged, but I also understand... It's almost like you feel claustrophobic. Right. But I also understand that I am trying to balance because now I'm back at work. Mm. <laughs> I, I have a wife and children just mm. like you. We doing this. The plot, the, <laughs> listen. So, you know what I mean? Like, I have my hands in a lot of things. And so, me not being overwhelmed comes from just breathing. Like, okay, look. If you want to, if you want to see different results, you know that you have to shift your focus. So, like, I could just go all in, and that's all I do. And I'm sure the clients start coming, right? Mm-hmm. But then, am am I gonna be ready? Do I have the capacity to? So, I try to be real with myself too. I have a like that's what I'm saying. When I'm looking at my reflection, I'm looking at me through my eyes. Because I know what's inside. I have a question. I, I may have an answer. Don't take this with grain of salt. Okay. Don't take it with the grain of salt or do take it with the grain of salt? Don't. Okay, don't take it with the grain of salt. All right. Actually, it's not a question. It's more of a statement. And a question. It's a question, man. A qu- <laughs> I'm not the only one that makes up words, Keita. Just FYI. <laughs> so, how how much have you promoted it? Not a lot. That's that's the point I'm making. So I've learned this from my um, photography business and from Choice Destiny. Um. When I had started promoting Choice Destiny, I, w- I, w- I kept it localized to Tacoma. I was selling, on a monthly basis, 10 shirts. I was like, yo, this is trash. I hate <laughs> this. I'm going to quit. Then I started expanding to Seattle. 
and then to Florida, and then whole like just United States, pretty much. And it went when one month it went from like ten shirts to like the next month was like fifty. I was sold out. I was like, what? And then one day, uh, one release, I released some shirts on like a Monday, and it was like I think it was like one hundred and fifty, uh, one hundred and twenty-five shirts. By the end of the week, I had sold fifty. Based off promotions, right? And that's that's one aspect of it. Because the the reason I'm saying that is because it shows you two different sides of like promotions. So now let's go to photography. I'm not gonna promote my photography to the whole entire United States right now because um, I don't have the funds to travel like that yet. But when I first started, I was only keeping it within a certain area of where I was promoting it, and. I was like, okay, this is decent. And then it was like September, I think it was last year. I promoted it everywhere. And you know, I did almost 30 photo shoots. Like, it was almost like a photo shoot a day. It wasn't a photo shoot a day because I was stacking my photo shoots, but it was a lot. And it kind of helped me see, like, it's, it's certain times of years in certain seasons that people shop for what they need. That's good. August is not a month for photography, right? Really? Yeah. For me. Interesting. And I've based it off the principle that a lot of my followers have kids. Gotcha. Now, when I was doing clothes, August was a hot month. Okay, because listen... I was trying to let you finish, but I just remembered we didn't actually talk about this when we did the first episode about, you know, our history together. And I want to see if you remember. So we actually, even though we knew each other, would see each other out. Mm -hmm. The longest conversation we had initially was at Tiff's. I remember that thing. I remember that. Downtown. Mm -hmm. Her art show. Mm hmm. Uh, where she unveiled her painting and stuff. We actually have one at the crib hanging up. It's beautiful. Shout out to Tiffany Hammonds. Um, Face of Nations. Face of Nations, yes. Yes. Go follow her on Instagram. Please do. Uh, but <clears throat> you were selling Choice Destiny apparel that night. You had a booth or a table upstairs. I remember that. And... The wives were downstairs, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the, and we was upstairs talking, just kicking it, talking. We bought uh, shirts that night, mm-hmm. and that was before you even started doing photography. Yep. And that was that was actually the first time we actually talked outside of church. Yep. That was when you actually realized that I was a person. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> not just my husband that was yeah. that was hungry and thirsty <laughs> all the time. I'm thirsty right now. <laughs> I'm Got an old drink right here. I know that's why it's almost gone. I'm hungry, but no, and I I do remember that conversation, and that's like that. I guess like for and I I, I hate to say it for like choice destiny. Like I've been trying to bring it back, but it's it's too time consuming. Right. Because it's like if I bring Choice Destiny back, then what am I gonna have to? I'm, gonna have, I'm something is gonna have to drop off, and it's not gonna be my family. Right. So it's like, and I and I and it's not gonna be my job because that's my job, and it's not gonna be photography because if I stop photography right now, it's, it's that to me that's that's idiotic. And I'm saying that because that's overwhelming. Because Maya is an entrepreneur; she has two different businesses, I think three, but. Nevertheless, like, and it's not to it's not to knock her businesses because all of her businesses are wonderful, but our entrepreneurship businesses have are totally different. So her three, her two or three is is from the outside looking in because I know how how her business is run because we've talked about it. But from the outside looking in, it's like, boom, like it's 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 demanding. Yes. And she and it's a lot that goes into it. Like it's multiple nights that she has went and been doing her thing, doing being a doula, and she comes home and be like, I'm tired. I'm like, all right, cool. Go upstairs. Me and the boys sit downstairs all day. It's tiring, 
right? So to think about that and then be like, well, I know what, like when I used to do my clothing, I used to try to sign up for every, every event, every, um, uh, what is it? Every networking event, every, anything that I could showcase, hey, this is my clothes. And I, man, I used to go to places and sell out like that night. Like that night that we uh, that I that we talked, mm-hmm. I I came there with like two hundred or more items. I left with like seventy five. I know that was one of the things we talked about because the whole entire table was gone. I was like, I got in the car, I got home. My was like, so how how did you do? I said, remember I had three boxes. Yeah, I said I'm down to one. She was like, what? And I said, and that box is halfway full. But it's like knowing that how I am, if I pick up my clothes, clothing brand, and bring it back, I'm going to have to sacrifice something that I'm not willing to sacrifice right now. It'd be a, it'd be a completely different thing if I was a full-time um, photographer, and that was the only thing that I was doing, and I wasn't working another full-time job. It'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do this too. Because then it's like the days that I'm not doing stuff, I can take the boys with me to go source some clothes, go go look at some fabrics, go look at some designs. That's easy. Hey, it's a daddy, it's a daddy Sunday. We're going out to go do some business. I'm I'm not tripping. But I can't do that right now. Because if I go and um pick up that, then I'm literally setting myself up to be overwhelmed. Which is how I stay away from being overwhelmed inside of getting a hit. Which kind of goes into this first, this question, why must we feel like we're leaving people behind because we want to be great? Um, that ties into what you were saying earlier. Like, I, I, I don't understand that, but I, I don't understand it, but I understand it from the principle of before I came up with the mindset that I'm going to be unapologetically great, I would <clears throat> more or less knock my own self before somebody else could because I don't want somebody to be like oh he cocky because he thinks he's a good photographer no I don't think I am I know I am now because I'm not gonna apologize for me being great if if I have people that's in my corner to me if I have people that's in my corner like one of my one of my friends Troy before I even got into photography he said you need to be a photographer to this day, if I go talk to Troy right now, I could call Troy right now and say, hey, remember when you said you uh, told me to be a photographer? He said, yeah, now you out there doing the thing. Why? Because that's not, I didn't leave him. He's still there, right there with me. He hit me up. Hey, bro, how photography doing? I've been seeing you do your thing. I didn't leave him. We have two different paths of what we're doing with our life, and he's been supporting me from day one. So can I just interject real quick? As well as Maya has been supporting me from day one. <laughs> she supported me when I first got my camera. She was my first model. Let me just put that out there for any of y'all. People to be like, oh, what about your wife? Shut up. Go ahead. Uh, see, that, that right there is part of why we have this podcast. I said this on the first episode, that people just will, like, clearly, it is apparent that you love your wife, you appreciate your wife, you honor your wife, but you will you will have somebody. Oh, he ain't even say nothing about his wife when he was talking about his encouragement. Like, stop, stop it. Anyway, sorry, that wasn't what I was getting ready. Hold to say. on, wait. That goes <laughs> hand in hand with something that we have talked about. Um, I think it was the first episode or something about having people that's in your corner and supporting you that don't necessarily have to be the person that you married, but it's not that the person that you married is not supporting you. It's just that you have other people that also do this, that do, that does the thing, but it's, but it's, it's on two totally different levels. Like I had, I've always had issues with, because I told you I had a, a best friend, a male best friend that we like, we fell off. Right. I've always had issues with male support outside of my father and my brothers. So for my friend, Troy, to hit me up and be like, yo, you killing it? That it hits on a level that Maya can't necessarily touch on because she's my wife. 
I know I have her support. But what about everybody else that I actually care about that I talk to? If they telling me, hey, I support this and you killing it, that's another, that's, it's, it, and, you know, I can go for days. Let's stop. We're going to have to edit this out. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that's staying in there. Bump that. So where I was going was, um, I think that we have a misconception sometimes about the whole leaving people behind. Um, you should want people <clears throat> in your corner that want that challenge you to be your best self in whatever capacity that is. So it's not for me anyway, it's not really a matter of leaving people behind as much as it is like we talked about last episode, I believe it was. Yeah, when we were talking about frenemies. You have to know the difference between people that are there to push you and the people that are pulling on you. Those are the people that need to be left behind, the ones that are pulling on you to hold you back. And I think that sometimes we get those two they things wait. confused. There you go. Or seasonal. There you go. Even better. Um, and so we don't, we, we look at it like, oh, man, I don't want to leave them behind because they've been with me from day one. But maybe their assignment was to get you to see you like they see you. So, if, for instance, your boy Troy. Like you said, you guys have two different paths. You do two, two different things and y'all still cool. So maybe Troy's, part of Troy's assignment was to get you to see that you could be what he saw you being. And I had an iPhone 7 Plus at the time, and I was taking these pictures. And he completed his assignment, and now, like you said, he hits you up like, oh, how's it going? Like, I'm checking in. I completed my, I, I did my job. Yeah, that's, that, and that's. But now let me, let me just check in with, with bro and see how he's doing, see if, you know, you know make sure he don't need no help or, you know, exactly. whatever. And so I think that we have, to, we have to recognize who's who. Because there are people that their, their assignment is to push you, to challenge you. <clears throat> and then there's people whose assignment is to try to hold you back. Like, that's what they were brought into your life for. And that's just the, that's, that's just the, the truth. Because, like, Troy, that's, we used to be in the army together. That's my brother. So it's like, with Troy, it's, it's, it's not... Okay, so I've had this thing. It's three different type of people. You got, like you said, for me, like you said, you have people that come to your life to hold you back, right? Yes. Then you have seasonals, right? People that come and go, but y'all like still cool, but y'all aren't cool as y'all was. Then you have lifetime people that will connect with you seasonally, but you're always just as close as you was, but for three months straight, y'all talk every day. And then for the other nine months, y'all talk every week. You have those people because sometimes those people are needed in your life because those, for me, more or less, those people are the ones that you can call them, and if they don't pick up their text, you'll be like, hey, I'm busy. Or you can call them today, and they, they don't, you don't hear from them, and then they call you tomorrow, and y'all talk for like an hour. Like, for me, having people in your corner is the most important thing to keep you from being overwhelmed, because you need that emotional and... You need that emotional support because everybody is not going to be that that emotional support for you. Like, it's just the truth. Everybody can't just pick up and be ready to carry all of your emotions the way that you need your emotions to be carried. It's just the truth. And part of knowing your worth going, you know, tying in the two topics. uh, And this is not even just as you know, an entrepreneur, this is just period. Sometimes you need people to remind you. Like, don't, nah, 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 don't forget. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget you was trash. See, no, that's, but, that's no. not what I was saying. <laughs> I'm trying to encourage the people and now you no, calling no, no, them no, trash. No, 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 not trash in the <laughs> sense of like throw them out, but like trash in the sense of you, you wasn't where you wanted to be at. That that type of trash, I mean, some people are. 
but we ain't gonna get in. Can that. I finish my point, sir? <laughs> Can I finish my point? Please do. <laughs> my bad. I apologize. So what I was saying is, um, sometimes you need to 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 stave off mm-hmm. being overwhelmed. Yeah. You need somebody to remind you of who you are and who you know you are. But sometimes it's hard to see that when you, you know, and the uh, the mentality of leaving people behind sometimes it's just growth it really is it's just it's just a matter of of growth it's not a i think i'm better than you we just in two different spaces and i don't want to regurgitate last week's episode but it's the same mentality like it's just like you said i love how you said it the seasons change so the season has changed and it's time to so it's not i'm not leaving you behind um, because I think I'm, I'm trying, yes, I'm, I'm trying to be great. I am trying to be the best I can be with what I'm doing, whatever that is in that, in that season. And so what I need is people to be honest with me and to push and challenge me to be the best I can be. I don't need folks that don't want to see me succeed. And so, yeah, I'm for sure leaving those people behind, but I'm not necessarily concerned about the folks that I know going to be there and keep me grounded. You're not concerned about your riders. That's really what it is. Right. Because the people that rode for you the hardest is going to still be there for you. And that's the same thing of, like, not like, <clears throat> it's I guess some people kind of look at it as knocking you off your high horse, but it's not you're not knocking somebody off your high horse, you're keeping them level headed. That's just how I see it. Like, if I'm this world renowned photographer, right? And I'm out here acting out of pocket, like I ain't never been like I didn't like I started off being amazing. And then somebody comes at, hey, I want you to remember where you came from. I'm not going to go at you and be like, oh, well, you need to shut up. I'm going to be like, you know what, you're right. Let me, let, let me humble myself just enough to where I'm not cocky, but not enough to where I'm like, I'm not good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because that goes with the same thing of being unapologetically great. But I can go on for days and days about these topics. So... Um, I think I'm just going to stop there um, <laughs> because I did want to add one last thing before we go. So earlier when we were talking about uh, entrepreneurship, entre- that word, entrepreneurship, there you go. Um, I can't spell it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to spell it and I'll be like, Siri, how you spell entrepreneurship? This is how you spell entrepreneurship. Appreciate right. it. Uh, we were talking about um the importance of teaching people and, and helping each other be great mm-hmm. and be the best we can be. Um, and, you know, there's this, in the last few years, this popular uh, colloquialism that is, you know, I think it can, somebody's rapped about it or whatever, about getting it out the mud, right? Kevin And is. there you go. And I get the mentality and I, and I support I support it like I because it to me it when I hear it I'm thinking of you know working hard for what you get yeah however I do think that we to your point earlier you were saying how you're not the type of person that's like oh well you're gonna have to do it how I did it figure it out because that you know you whereas you got it out the mud maybe part of your assignment is for somebody to be able to grab it off the counter. Because I, I look at that, or I hear that, and I look at it from the perspective of, like, my kids. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting it out the mud so that they can grab it off the counter. But that's, that's, how, that's how I see it. Like, mm, like that, that's the truth, because you may, you... You, you learn from your experiences. Right. 
and you teach from your experiences. So if I, all right, if I didn't know how to properly light a picture and I figured out how to do it, how I'm gonna teach somebody is show me what you know. Let's add on to that. I'm not gonna tell you to dump everything that you know because what, because everybody learns in their own native tongue, theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. So, and when I say native tongue, that speaks for like whatever entrepreneurship that you is or whatever. However you, whatever your learning method was growing up, that's how you learn or whatever it is. Like for me, I have to visually see what I'm doing. Like I can look at something and literally create that whole entire scene in my head and see pieces moving, like for me. Like if I have, if I'm setting something up, if I'm building something, I literally sit back and look at me building it because I can visually see stuff like that, right? So that's how I learn. Everybody don't learn like that. So I'm gonna teach you on a level that you learn how to do stuff. So, and then I will teach you what I did and how I failed and try not to have you fail that way. Like if I used to light a scene improperly <laughs> and you're doing it worse than what I was at, I'm gonna say, well, look, you're doing something that I, used, that I didn't do, but I see where I can help you to improve whatever it is. So this is, this is how I do it. This is the quote unquote technical proper way you're supposed to do it. Now let's create something that you can remember and let's work hand in hand because if I teach you my way, then that's, I don't want you to think that's the only way. But I want to teach you what I learned so you can learn it from me, but put your own spin on it. Right. So that's how I see it. And before some of y'all, pun intended that time, <laughs> get in these comments talking about, nah, I'm a, my kid's going to have to work. Just like I get it. I'm not saying that they should just get everything handed to them. Cause that's definitely not how uh, we parent. I'm just saying some stuff that you got out the mud, clean it out, clean it off, and let them grab it off the counter. <laughs> Cause the work's already been done. Like, and if you teach, I, cause I just feel like if we if we teach them to appreciate things from jump, then we lessen the chance that they they grow up entitled. Now, once they become, you know, teenagers and, and or adults, young adults, whatever, they're going to be what they're going to be because those are choices. But they it won't be because they were taught that. It'll be because they chose that. So when I say get it out the mud so that my kids can get it off the counter, I don't literally mean everything. And while we're here, and then I'm going to shut up. Uh, last week, I posted... Who said that in the story to see who there might be like, you know, an award or a prize or something attached to the, the answer to those questions that we put in the IG and Facebook stories. Y'all just might. hey, look, y'all can get a just FYI. Actually paying so, attention to some of the stuff, y'all can get a free mini section. <laughs> see, yeah, see? Or a discounted mini section. There you go. I'm about to say, charge your worth now. Um, don't <laughs> be just giving out stuff for free. Nah. <laughs> a mini but, session is five so, minutes. Well, uh, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we'll put uh, something else in there this week. I already know what I'm going uh, to put there to see if the people actually listen to the episode. Because you got to listen to the episode to know who said what. Yeah. Because. I really just want to know Do y'all need the church on? Here we go Every week <laughs> Every week Where's the music? Eli! Yeah.
Dir, 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 Dir,